6 o'clock. It's Monday night. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yay. And we've got a pretty full list, so we're going to get right to it. We have four-minute sets at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. And, uh, yeah, be good audience to each other and all that kind of stuff. Yay. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for your very first comedian of the day. It's Dan Lewis. Guys, feel today fun, fun, fun. Doing good. I was, uh, I was thinking about my uh, my job benefits. I was really happy when I got a job that had benefits. You know, I was like, oh, finally I have benefits. And I had, uh, they said I had uh, full health coverage, uh, and I felt good about that until they said uh, plus vision and dental. Like why? First of all, why 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 was full not including my ability to see and chew food? Right. What else is not plused that I don't know about? You know, I don't want to go to the hospital and be like, no, we don't. You don't have full health coverage plus internal organs. Mostly just dermatology, actually. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. I and I did go to the dentist today. Uh, I do like going to the dentist. Uh, it's weird that I have to take such good care of my teeth. I don't really like that idea. Like, if someone dies in some horrible way, burns up in a fire, big, huge crash, sometimes they have to identify them by their teeth. Their teeth are the only thing that make it, right? And yet we have to take super careful care of them every day. Are they indestructible or are they really, really delicate? I don't know. You have to fucking make up your mind, okay? Got to be one or the other. Cool. What's up, Lillian? How you doing? What you been doing? Where'd you come from? Sweet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you guys, I got a new shampoo the other day. I just pretty much randomly chose one. And it said on there, uh, vegan and cruelty-free. I thought, oh, this will be a nice change of pace from the uh, Applewood smoked bacon shampoo that I've been using. Uh -huh. And also, cruelty-free, I realize now, is an asshole thing to put on your shampoo. Because all you're doing is implicating all the other shampoos in cruelty because they didn't mention cruelty-free on their shampoo. So now everybody's got to say cruelty-free so that you don't think you're having a, a shampoo that's been made with cruelty. You know? I feel like that's a race to the bottom. I saw that. Like, I was, I saw, I was at a hardware store near where I live, and they had this sign. Same concept. Had this sign in the window. It had a woman with a hijab on, like a young woman with a hijab, and it said, everyone welcome here. And I'm like, great. Now, to, now, now every store has to get that. Otherwise, people will think that young Muslim women are not welcome in the store. Now everybody's got to get the sign, and again, it's a race to the bottom. You know, if I had a hardware store down the street, I'd get the same sign, but I'd get another one with an arrow that says, uh, hey, she's also trans. I'd try to one-up them, you know. I'd have a big banner that says, we sell hammers to Muslims. It'd be great. Uh, what else we got, guys? You guys ever been, uh, saying about this, uh, you guys ever been to this uh, place, Salt and Straw Ice Cream that was over there? Really good ice cream place. I just come out of dinner. You know, and I was full, but I'm like, oh, I want a little bit of ice cream because I love ice cream. So I go in there, and they've only got two sizes. They got, like, a large one, and it's really expensive, and then they got a little one called it's a child size. And I just felt weird going up there and being like, one child, please. This feels like I'm, feels like I got a kid hood, like, like locked in my trunk or something, and I'm getting him a small ice cream. I don't know. It just seems weird to order one child when it's something I'm going to lick to completion in the next hour, you know? This seems a little. <laughs> I realized, uh, and then I ordered a large because I felt weird. So I now, now I'm spending $11 on ice cream, and I don't need it. 
And I realize you can just shame people into buying more ice cream. You know, you can have an ice cream shop with a $37 double extra large, or if you want a little bit, uh, registered sex offender size. Thank you. I always thought it was weird when I was dating how um, the fact that I'm 47 years old, the fact that I've never been married and have no kids uh, is somehow a red flag to people. It's really funny to me. And they're like, they're, they figure, what's wrong with you if you've never been married, right? These are people, a lot of them, who uh, gave up and left their families. They're like, well, are you afraid of commitment? You know, just seems a little weird to me, uh, but not in a way that I can make funny. Thank you. Uh, give it up, everybody. Thank you. Give it up for your host and Mutiny Radio. Keep it going for Dan Lewis. Yay. All right. Your next comedian. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Lillian Sam. Hey, everyone. How we doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to, you know, put some feelers out there. When was the last time anyone here used a porta potty? Can't remember, right? Okay, that's cool. Um, my follow-up was, oh, did you use it for a marathon or a music festival? Mus yeah, exactly. We're not runners here. We're fat pieces of shit. All right, <laughs> anyways. Uh, I work from home. Um, it's, it's a cool thing. But, like, working from home, I lose a lot of, like, skills I used to have. Um, for example, I was really good at hovering before I started working from home. Do you guys know what that is? When women pee, they don't put their ass on public toilet seats. I used to be really good at hovering, but now I'm not. And um, it's it's really embarrassing because I went to a music festival this weekend. It was outside lands. Um, I'm rich, I know. Um, and I, uh, I had to hover because I had to pee. And then um, I didn't realize I was so bad at hovering. I had like four streams going at once, and then I peed on my leg. And it's it's a fucking porta potty. I walk out. Everyone knows what happened, you know. All right, I'll find a punchline for that. That's cool. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, uh, I'm a civil engineer. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly what I thought that was gonna get. Um, no, it, it's cool being a civil engineer. I work with a lot of old white guys, like super old, like. Like, I don't know. They, I can't say it because Lauren's here. I feel really bad. Um, <laughs> no, I <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like dinosaur old. Um, no, they're like on their way out to retiring. And um, it's just, it's just really weird because I'm Gen Z and I'm like, uh, yeah, like rights. And, <laughs> and uh, I, I walk into work one day and I was like, hey, vibe check. And uh, my coworkers were like, where's the earthquake? Like, because, all right, we look at earthquakes. That's cool. I'm not, I'm not a civil engineer anymore. Okay, I still have the license, but it's not. That's not what I do. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to my boyfriend because he's super dense and stupid. And not like me level, I'm not that smart, but, you know, it's like, this is common sense at this point. Um, we have a friend, a mutual friend. Um, he's known her for longer. This is his friend's girlfriend, um, and he didn't know her name for the longest time. He, her name's Corinne, Let's, her, her name's Corinne. He thought her name was Corin, like the Smash character. 
Um, anyways, I was on Instagram. I was scrolling, and then I see her her post, and he's like, "Oh, like Corin is at a bachelorette party." I'm like, "Yeah, like she's at a bachelorette party," and thanks. This is a really long one, <laughs> and I don't have a punchline either. Um, anyways, the whole point is he's stupid, and I don't know where I'm going with this. Thank you. Lillian Sam has a stupid boyfriend, but at least she has a boyfriend. Your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful, just killed it at Cobbs last night. Put your hands together for Spencer Devine. No, that's your thing, Paul. You're the grill master, bro. I'm not the grill master. So there's very few debates which will separate our nation, okay? Always. Politics, religion, cake versus pie, okay? These are all very serious issues. Uh, and it all really breaks down because pie is obviously better, you know? Have you ever tried to trap a stripper in a cake? They, they break right out. And then you don't have a stripper anymore. They have a situationally ironic yeast infection, but thank you. It's a multi-layered debate, but let us continue. What's up? Maybe cake people just have serious crust issues. Thank you so much. You know, I'll fuck up cake and pie, though. Uh, marzipan sexual. So here we go. Did you know there's actually a cabal of racist bakers in the South? It's true. They call themselves the cake, cake, cake. Just running around town yelling, white flour, white flour. The sourdough will rise again. Uh, and no surprise, most of them are inbred. Here we go. Just fucking, fucking real good puns. Have you ever invited someone to something like an event that's coming up and their response is i can't wait it's like oh jeff my birthday is next week oh i can't wait yeah yeah you, you can that's how time works you can't just make up your own fucking rule you can't wait you can't wait for my birthday thank god I always have fucking handfuls of cake in my pocket. Let me just go to every calendar store and just scrape a week off with a knife because you can't wait. You know what can't wait? Like emergency surgery. If someone's like, hey, you're having a heart attack. You need surgery. It's like, yeah, can't wait. That's legitimate, okay? When people aren't very confident in themselves, they will go what they say is fishing for compliments, you know? Uh, but I'm more of a confident individual, um, so I'll go uh, noodling for compliments. You guys know noodling? It's like when you go out your door and you're just like, tell me why I look good! And then you wait. <laughs> uh, I don't like compliments, though. Um... <laughs> So I don't like it's like I'm in that metaphor. I'm standing on a boat and there's just fish jumping on the boat. And I'm like, no, no, I don't. I don't want the attention. This wasn't it wasn't a cry for help, uh, because when people go fishing for compliments, though, in that metaphor, you're the fish and the fish are dumb. 
Like, fish don't get caught because they're smart. That person thinks you're going to fall for it. They're like, oh, I feel fat today. <laughs> and then down below, oh, no, she's feeling fat today. No, it's a trick. <laughs> Kevin never came back. She feels fat every day. No, I need to help. Ow. Oh. And that's it. That's all I wanted to work on. Okay, bye. Spencer Devine, illuminating fish. No, I remember. I used to be a fisher for compliments. I was married. That's sort of what you do. Uh, your next comedian. Put your hands together, everybody, for Paul Robertson. Oh, man. Hot room in here, guys. Hot room. Hello. You ready? I'm gonna, are you ready for the best time of your lives? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to give you the business. You guys ready for the business? I'm going to give you the business. Uh, is it true that... Uh, I don't know why I did it. I want to feel like a rock star, you know? I want to be a rock Is it true that uh, Walt Disney froze himself? Is uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere. But I heard it's just his head. Can you imagine being Walt Disney and like they revive him today? And you're like, sorry, we didn't get your body. It's just just your head. Here's my impersonation of Walt Disney if he was revived today. You're like, oh, what do they do with my company after my demise in 66? Oh, the love bug. Oh, oh. Fuck. Mermaids aren't black. Just kidding. Okay. That's Walt Disney waking up in 2023. Okay. That's my best joke I ever wrote in my life. Uh, anybody here? I'm not complaining. Anybody here uh, kinky? Who's kinky? Uh, Sophia, raise your hand. I saw it. Yep, there it is. Yeah, I don't have any kinks. I don't have any kinks that I know of. But if I did, you know it would be a helpful kink? If this was a kink, you know, uh, my kink would be uh, 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 condoms. That would be a helpful kink. Like, oh, I love condoms so much. Oh, nothing turns me on more than putting a condom on. Oh, fuck. You know the only thing hotter than a condom? Two condoms. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, it's the best. Condoms, everybody. Condoms. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be uh, checking my notes here for about three more minutes. What did Spencer say earlier? He likes potluck picks. I don't know. That fucking whatever. I noticed. Uh, mm -mm. Mm -mm. If I were a pet, uh, I would want to be. I guess they're not technically pets. I'd rather be an ESA dog than a service animal, though. Like, for sure. Service animals, you know, they're like running into fires and bringing you the newspaper and interpreting legal contracts. I don't know. An ESA dog, the whole job requirement is like, uh, do you want to sleep next to me? Oh, man. You're so cute. That's it. That's the old ESA dog. No, don't clap. I got a minute of something. I don't know. It's going great for me, guys. 
going great for me. Nice bag, Lillian Sam. That's it. I'm Paul Robertson. All right. Paul Robertson, everyone. A fire night here at Mutiny Radio on a Monday. Uh, moving right along on the list. Clap your hands together for your next comedian. It's Wally Hippolito. Oh, can you hear me? Okay, cool. Um, I've been traveling a lot lately, and my algorithm knows it, so it'll advertise shit to me ever so often. Uh, recently, it advertised Frontier. Um, it's called a Wild Go Pass, which is aptly named because, like, if you will fly Frontier more than twice, you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah, flying Frontier is not good, guys. Like, and and it's so bad. It's crazy because. They have like a zero down per m- first month policy, and if and if an airlines has the same like sales pitch as a Platinum Fitness on the first day of January, that's usually like not a good sign. You know what I mean? That's that's not good. We'll try it. Uh, I'm a little ins- I'm a little insulted though that my algorithm would like advertise this type of media to me because like. I'm like I'm cheap and I'm Asian, but I'm like not that cheap Asian, you know. Like I'm not Paul, you know, like, or Lillian, you know. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. I uh, nah, I, uh, I love watching movies. I recently watched Oppenheimer. It's really good. If you haven't watched it, I suggest watching it. Just not at the 2 p.m. Sunday showing, because apparently that's like movie night at the VA. I swear to God, I didn't know that um, that World War II veterans treated Nagasaki like the Super Bowl. Like, I walk in, and it's just a bunch of seven-year-olds in bomber jackets using their bedpans as, like, thunderclapper sticks, just going, going fucking crazy before the movie even starts. Like, I seen one dude pee himself through his decatheter. Most of you don't know what that is because you're not Filipino, so that's okay. But, like, they're just peeing through shit. It was crazy, and, like... We're like halfway through the movie, and one of the scenes they like test the bomb out. And I'm sitting next to this old man. They drop the bomb, and I just see him do a little fist pump for America. I'm like, God damn. I felt I felt kind of fucked up because it was bad because uh, I went with my boy Josh. He's Asian, and I can see his face getting like real. I can see him getting a little nervous, and I told him, "Hey, dude, hide your face." And he just responds. He whispers back to me, "But I'm Korean." I tell them. Not in here, you're not, dog. Not in here, you're not. All right, cool. Uh, before the movie started, they had a bunch of trailers. Uh, one of them that stuck out to me was this uh, exorcism. There's a new exorcism coming out. And it bothered me because the new exorcism is a black girl. And I feel like it, it, that's taking representation a little bit too far. Because possession is more like a white ordeal. You know what I mean? Like, black and brown kids know better than to run into ominous forests. Like... The sound of my mom beating the shit out of me for not listening to her way outweighs anything Bella Gore the demon is going to say to me to try to entrance me. You know what I mean? Like, you can take over my body, but are you going to be able to handle this ass beating that mom's giving you with the belt later on, you know? Hell yeah, that's what's up. No, I, I stopped taking those exorcism movies seriously when, uh, when I watched the last one with Russell Crowe as the Pope. Yeah, you're not going to convince me the gladiator went from, like, fighting for Rome to, like, praying for God for forgiveness. You know, that's just not going to happen. All right, cool. Um, last one. Uh, you guys know the Al- – have you guys seen the Alabama race brawl? No? 
Yeah, you guys need to keep up on your culture a little bit more. Okay, uh, let me finish. Uh, I'm in therapy, so I can deal with the people in my life who won't go to therapy. Like my brother, uh, I told him during a breakup that he should go to therapy to help him sort out his emotions a lot better. Uh, instead, he decided to make 20 of the shittiest trap beats I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, like that's not the w- the worst part is he started posting subliminal messages on Instagram shit like, I'm it, but I ain't playing tag. Like, dog, you're 45 years old. You're not a 25-year-old bad bitch out of Miami, okay? Like, if you're going to say shit like that, you got to get a BBL soon, okay? Like, you're exhibiting bad son energy right now, okay? We need to fix that. All right, y'all, I'm Wally Hippolito. That's my time. Y'all have been great. Yay, Wally Hippolito. Was the, is the Alabama race brawl, is that a movie? <laughs> I didn't know. Here, I have one more thing to say. You said about your Korean friend. You know, right after World War II, we started the Korean War, so we clearly didn't like them either, right? Like, hide your face, baby doll. Don't show it. Yeah, because Korean War was right after World War II. That was fat, fantastic, though. Uh, put your hands together for Wally Hippolito. Yay! And keep them clapping for your next comedian. It's Brady Pearson. Hey, Mutiny Radio, how you doing? I've decided to use my open mic night as um, some vocal practice. So you know, have to deal with that. So does anybody here know Peaches and a Herb, the band from the 70s? You do, right? Okay, anybody else? Pam? You don't re- Reunited and to feel... Okay, right, right, okay. Right, remember that song? Okay, so I've been inspired by current events to give you this. Okay, hold on. <coughs> Reindicted and it feels so good. Reindicted cause law understood. One perfect thing and Trumpy, this one is it. I'm just so excited that Trump's reindicted. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of that lowlife motherfucker, do you realize the irony is dead, right? Okay, so these people are going to vote for him, whether he's in jail or not, right? Because there's nothing in the U.S. Constitution that says you can't be a felon and run the country from jail. So it just r- occurred to me today that like he would be the only presidential candidate that can't vote for himself. Is that too much for you? Like He's a felon, he can't vote for himself. The tough room, Brady. The tough room. <laughs> Let's see. It's another one, um, Pam. This is for you because I don't sing it enough, right? It's uh, it's a hot cock life for us. It's a hot cock life for us. I'll fuck you, fuck me, just as can be. It's a hot cock life. Now, one more. So does anybody here live with men? You like it? Anybody like living with men? Is it like something you like? You like it? I kind of like it. I mean, the jizz is good, but um. so I used to live with men, and you know how like men just don't do laundry. Or I know I'm being stereotypical here, right? Because you you know how that is. Like men just leave laundry and it just goes and goes and goes, drives you up the fucking wall, doesn't it? Okay, so I'm just gonna start. Um, with a couple of verses because I'm just working on them. So here we go. Mm. You know that song, um, 
Zombie, right, by uh, Cranberry. You do? You don't? Sophia, go look that up. But you all do, right? You know. Okay, just so I can give you, because I do all things a cappella, so you're just going to have to imagine it, right? Because I don't have a band. Okay. <clears throat> but you see, it's not me. I'm not that filthy. In the bin, in the bin, it's Pylin. With your socks and your thongs and your jocks filled with cum. In the bin, in the bin, it is Pylin. In the bin, in the bin, laundry, 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 eh, eh. It's in the bin, in the bin, laundry, 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 eh, eh. Thank you, there's that. And finally, for you, I'm going to do a little Orphan Fanny. Your subtle come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all my cum. He'll be gay and he won't be lonely. I'll jizz on his chin. He'll grin and say, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Thank you, I'm Brady. Thank you, Pam. Brady Pearson, everyone. All right. We are kicking along on the list. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Denise Lee. Wow, what a metaphor. Okay, here we go. All right, uh, I'm getting older. I'm getting, I'm getting more pessimistic as I get older, and I know I'm more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me everywhere I go. Like, like whenever I walk outside and I see the sun shining, I'm like, oh, that's gonna go away soon too. My friend Cassie, she's very optimistic. She loves the sun. She'll text me inspirational quotes. The other day she texted me, I was like, happy Monday. I was like, I hate you. And then she was like, you gotta bring your own sunshine. And I was like, respectfully, that's gay as hell, okay. I think doggy style is a freaky sex position. Not the act itself, just the origin story. Like, like I just imagined, like there was a time when people only did, like only had sex in missionary and then some dude was on a walk minding in his own business, he sees two dogs going at it, and he's like, you know what? That's a great idea. And then he gets home to his wife, and he's like, okay, so hear me out. What if we role-played, but as dogs? And then she's like, go back to hunting and gathering, and she's like, I gathered information. <laughs> but, then <laughs> but then I got to thinking more about doggy style, you know? Like, dogs are always watching their owners, like, what if it was dogs who learned doggy style from watching humans, you know? Like, is it like a chicken or the egg situation? Like, what came first, the doggy or the human? Hopefully not together, no. <laughs> I'm jealous of people who have celebrity doppelgangers. Like, when they're told, oh, you look like 
blank, you know. The only celebrity comparison I've ever gotten was in middle school. Everyone said I look like the girl from The Ring, which is the only celebrity I don't want as my doppelganger. <laughs> my Asian friends get upset when they're told they look like other Asians. They're always like, it's so offensive. It's not offensive to be told you look like another Asian. It's offensive to be told you look like another Asian who's unattractive, okay? Like, nobody has ever been compared to Lucy Liu and been like, oh, my God, that's so rude, you know? My family is from Taiwan. Last time I was in Taiwan, a big fashion trend was people wearing T-shirts with English words on it. And I don't think they knew what the words meant sometimes. Because <laughs> once I was on the subway and saw this 80-year-old grandma, she was wearing a white T-shirt, and in glittery pink letters, it said, Daddy's little slut. Couple notes there. <laughs> I don't know if this grandma's daddy was still around. <laughs> No, but it was also spelled daddy's little slut with a daddy s apostrophe. So she's not just like one daddy's little slut. She's like every daddy's slut. She, she used to be a loyal slut, but now she's a philanthropist. You know? uh, my ex texted me this morning and he said, oh, I had a dream about you last night. And I was like, if you want me back, just say so. Yeah. And he was like, I had, you, I had a dream that you ran a brothel and you were pimping me out. And I felt conflicted because that's a weird way to flirt. <laughs> but also, I was running a brothel, so he thought I was like a successful entrepreneur. Like I was management, ma management material. I was like, oh, that's nice. Okay, thank you. Denise Lee, she has... <laughs> manager face um you said you said philanthropist do you mean philanderer no you mean like philanthropist like you're helping people out with money except you're a okay all right um cool your next comedian i love her so much put your hands together for lauren kraut yay <laughs> Okay, I thought I'd start with the new bit. Um, so it's very raw. Um, bacon. Phobia! <laughs> okay. No, it, it, it is very raw. Um, how, do you, how do we know when we die? How do we know that we're dead? Is, do we get like a wake-up call if that's... In reverse, hello, you're uh, you're not here anymore, Lauren. What? Uh, you're not hearing me. You're not here anymore. No. All right. This is a premise. We're working <laughs> on it. It's it's improv. It's we're we're working on it. Um, what if? What if push came to shove and shove wasn't home? What does Push do with the casserole she was bringing to give Shove? Does she leave it on the porch? It's tuna. You can't leave tuna casserole on the porch. I tell you what she does. Push goes back and she eats that casserole because Shove can shove it. Next time, let Shove come to Push. She's usually home anyway since she got the DUI last month. Okay, we're working on that one too. Um, we can have much, we want to have much, but not too much. 
because that would be too much. Too much, much. And if we had too much, much, where do we do with it? Where do we put it all? What is just the right amount of much? Is it a little much? I think that's just a tad much. And this over here, this is a touch much. All right, I know this isn't much of a joke, but we're, we're working on it, women. There was another one had, um, oh yes. Do you know how much that we depend on the thinking of created individuals? If it weren't for people who were looking at things in a different way, we wouldn't have inventions. People like me who are lazy sons of bitches don't invent shit. So we should be thankful for all the people who have ideas, like that guy who had the light bulb and then everybody had ideas after that. All right, I, that's the, I think that's all I wanted to work on. Thank you very much. Morning Crown, new jokes. Never too much. Yay. Um, and she gave a minute back to the room. That was really sweet of you. Oh, what a gift. Uh, your, no, really, I didn't mean that sarcastically. That just came out wrong, but thank you for the minute. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Joe Mama. <laughs> All right, I'm Joe Mama, what's good? I know, right? I almost fell, for real. Did you hear that rip? Um, so, I recently escaped 18 years of captivity, um, which is probably why I always look like I'm in this fight or flight mode. Uh, you're like, what kind of captivity, right? Childhood? No, it was marriage. I lost 250 pounds since. 200 pounds was my husband. <coughs> 50 pounds is just not eating right anymore because captivity feeds really well. I'm having such a hard day because it started off with my phone getting cut off. Right. Oh, I was like, fuck that. Nobody could reach me now. <laughs> I mean, really, anybody's calling is bill collectors and my crazy ass ex-husband. Um, let me explain. We've decided, I guess, to draw our lines and show our, our aggressiveness, and this is what he's done recently. He's called a list of my contacts on my contacts list, and he told them I have herpes. Right? And I'm like, you are not a doctor. You cannot diagnose me like that. That is not your business, sir. I, on the other hand, I buy a latte, and it's like, who do you want to text this receipt to? And I'm like, I'm going to text it to my ex-husband <laughs> so he knows I paid $5.54 for a latte. No, no, no. Obviously, I got to step my game up because he's just acting like a herpy. Uh, he kind of just shows up, gets all inflamed, and starts spewing shit all over the place. But, yeah. Um, ooh, I rearranged that joke. Um... <sighs> Let me at least look at my notes. This is so yeah, um, thinking that I could go without a phone is not possible because um, I, I was like, I'm gonna go look at where I am on the list and I couldn't even pull up Facebook. 
because you have to have connectivity to your phone. This is really difficult. I mean, 18 years of marriage, I was an adult for 18 years. And then now I have to like live on my own. That's, it's hard. Okay, so since I've lost all this weight, my bras just don't sit the same. My over-the-shoulder boulder holders just don't hold boulders no more. That used to be a mouthful. No. Um, it was my ex-husband's birthday a few days ago, and I know, right? I'm still breathing, so I know what he didn't wish for. <laughs> um, one of my favorite questions, though, since I've been single s, I guess, um, is, are all four kids the same baby daddy? And I mean, like, uh, if you're trying to figure out what color my kids are, they're brown like me because they came from me, except for the light one. I don't know what happened there. But I just think, like, why, why would you ask me? Why would you ask me? You, you, you can't be trying to figure out, like, who pays child support to who. Not too many. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So, um, uh, I think that's it. Yo, thank you for your time. I'm Joe Mama. Uh, give it up for Pam and Muni Radio. Thank you, thank you. Joe Mama, everyone. Yay. Divorce, divorce is hard. I know. Uh, your next comedian, she's going to get married soon, so she might also learn about divorce someday. Put your, I wish you the best, though, sweet baby. Uh, I love your joke about the feet because I actually I actually have a fetish. I love getting my toes spread like that. So I'm like, oh, my God, you found him. You found him. No, it's OK. I'm sure he's great just for you. Uh, but although I've never seen him at your comedy, so I don't know if he really exists. Put your hands together for your comedian. Next comedian, Sophia Garrow. Yay. I swear he exists. He just goes to a different school. He goes to a different school, Pam. Um. But speaking of him, uh, <laughs> let's go launch right into it. So he uh, he recently had a virtual doctor's appointment, and it started with a phone call with the nurse. And she goes, if you're comfortable, can you let me know what your race is? And we were still on the street. We hadn't gotten home yet. So he was like, I'm white. <laughs> In case people couldn't see him. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry. One more time, I couldn't hear you. I was like, yeah, babe, stay with some more passion. <laughs> he goes, I'm white, just as a bus passes. She was like, I'm so sorry, one more time? By the end, he was yelling it so loud, some dude on the street offered him a management position. <laughs> it was, it worked out. It worked out. But then she, uh, she moved on. She was like, if you were to become incapacitated, who do you want to assign to be your emergency contact? And he looks me right in the eye and goes, I'm not ready to make that decision yet. I was like, oh, my bad. The last time we went on a hike when you asked me to check your scrotum for ticks, I thought I was your emergency contact. He was like, I just don't know if I'm comfortable with you making medical decisions for me because you're really indecisive. I was like, I'm indecisive. I have an emergency contact. <laughs> <laughs> I made that decision. And it was a no-brainer for me. You know, we've been together for eight years. I know everything about him. That's why I picked my mom. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's why. 
He's a millennial. He he's scared to talk to strangers on the phone. He wouldn't pick up an unknown number if his life, if my life depended on it. My mom picks up every single unknown number, assuming I'm already dead. <laughs> That's <laughs> emergency contact material. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, so um, Pam, this one's for you. Okay, so <laughs> I was recently watching a show called Finding Bigfoot. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's like five crew members who are determined to find Bigfoot. And they decide the best way to do this is to stand in the middle of the woods, in the middle of the night, with a bass guitar to lure him out with vibes. <laughs> so they're all standing there in the pitch black, one dude slapping on a bass guitar as if Bigfoot, who people have been looking for since before written history, is going to bust out of the woods like, oh, <laughs> that is funky. Is that red hot chili peppers? <laughs> and maybe he would have if Bill knew than the f more than the first three lines of Seinfeld opening song, you know, but all he learned out was our parents. Okay. <laughs> exactly. You know. Um, okay, so I, let's talk about this. Okay, so I was at the bar recently. There's an older guy next to me. He really wanted to talk to me. So he like leans over. He's like, I got to tell you one thing. You have to know one thing. It's like, all right, shoot. He goes, the only mistake God ever made was giving us eyes. I was like, the only mistake? That's a wild take for anyone who's ever experienced a scrotum. <laughs> then he goes on a 20-minute long monologue, this rant about God and morality and judgment and all this stuff, and right as I'm about to rule him out for being absolutely insane, he closes with, and that's why my favorite movie is Shrek. <laughs> I was like, this is a wild time to realize we're on the same page. <laughs> you know? That's crazy. That's like being like, the only mistake God ever made was green M&Ms. And that's why I don't touch kids. <laughs> like, we got there, you know? <laughs> that's all that matters. All right, that's my time. Thank you guys so much. Yay, yay, Sophia Guerra, hooray. Yay, may your marriage last forever. Your next comedian, I uh, love him so much. He's just a funny young guy. Put your hands together for Harvey Walsh Avon, yay! <laughs> y'all I am violently hungover today uh, did not go to work boss boss is pissed I'll handle that tomorrow um, I woke up this morning and there was a girl in my living room just loitering uh, as they're known to do in apartment uh, with four effectively frat dudes um, and she said, I walked out, sort of like stumbled out of my bedroom half awake, and she just looked at me and went, uh, you hung? I was like, what are you who you been talking to? You know what I'm saying? Um, but then like I realized, she was just like, you look like shit, are you okay? Uh, and I think that that's, you know, that's a lot to go through in, uh, in 15 seconds. <laughs> for a, for a, an attractive lady to be like, hey, I heard you're, Packing heat, only to realize that she's just saying, you're, you're looking rough this morning. Okay, cool. 
Um, what else do I got? Um, so I got broken up with uh, not too long ago. It's fine. Uh, didn't like her that much anyway. And I sort of noticed this thing with girls that I date that when we break up, they give me a couple reasons to break up. And the first two always super solid. And then they're really just packing stuff on to try and like reach the threshold of like, okay, it's reasonable we can break up now. Um, so this most recent girl, she was like, what she said? She said, uh, you're tired all the time and we have nothing in common and you have sleep apnea. And <laughs> I was like, that felt a little low. Because first of all, she has sleep apnea as well, which is probably why I'm tired. And also, that's something we have in common. So <laughs> kind of retconned her whole argument with that one. Um, but yeah, uh, my ex-girlfriend, uh, one of the, so ex-ex-girlfriend, a couple, couple ago, she, one of her reasons for breaking up was that I never bought toilet paper. Uh, she didn't tell me this reason. She did, did make several TikToks about it, uh, which is really cool to see on my For You page. Um, one of the TikToks was like, you're in his DMs, but I'm the reason that he buys toilet paper. And uh, first of all, you're not that special lady. I still don't buy toilet paper. It's bad for the environment. And uh, it's hard to bring home. I don't have a car. You can only buy it in packs of like 60. It's kind of aggressive. Um, uh, what else we got? No, she was, uh, she was great. Um, pretty much all I got. Let me check my phone. Um, I don't have any cups at my house. <laughs> I got no cups. I don't like having things, uh, and cups overlap enough with bowls for me to get by, so <laughs> I just don't have cups. Uh, I was at Neuer's show uh, last night. I bought a mug. Uh, lost it immediately. <laughs> immediately. I am just not supposed to be able to hold liquid effectively. I am coming to realize. Uh, no, I think it's in the back of Emma's car, so I'll figure that out. Okay, cool. That's all I got. Thanks, y'all. Yay for Harvey. I'm so impressed that you came out even though you were feeling rough. That's lovely of you. Oh, that's why I went home. <laughs> Lauren and I were like, we are out of here. Yeah, yeah. No, I had, I'm sorry. I actually had to work today. Uh, you, I got a festival to put together. Your next comedian, uh, she, she's so wonderful. She supports us every week at Atlas Cafe, and she's here to do jokes. Put your hands together for Melinda Adams. Yay. Hi, everyone. Okay, so I'm trying to sign a title. Two things, right? So I'm signing up to do the joke. I signed up yesterday to do the joke workshop. For the first time I've ever done the joke workshop here. And also, I signed up um, last night also to take a course to, to be a death doula. <laughs> yes. Okay, so, it, you know, something I'd been like, a f I know a few people have done death doula stuff. 
One of my coworkers had mentioned that she'd done it, but she did it this sort of bougie, she said a bougie vacation type way. She took um, the class in like Minnesota or something and made a vacation out of it. She took a trip down there, you know, and did it like the seven week or seven day course right there, all there. And I'm like going like, well, you know, I'm like going, well, my little goth heart, little girl goth heart inside of me just goes like, oh my God, that sounds so great to be in a sea hotel with a continental breakfast and, you know, talking about death all day. That sounds like loads of fun, like the best vacation fucking ever, right? But those things are fucking expensive. You know, they're like two to $3,000 for the course like that when you do it like that, not to mention if you did it someplace else, traveling things and all that other shit. Um, but, yeah, so I've like, I went online and I looked for the cheapest one possible. I found the one that was $185. Yes, <laughs> I, I did. I just killed my joke. Um, and I did. Like they had all this other extra stuff they wanted to add on to it. Like you know, join this membership to this group or da da da. And they also one of the things for forty bucks they wanted me to buy the certificate that they're eventually going to give me. Which I'm thinking, fuck people. You know, I'm already giving you eighty five dollars, and you know that certificate's got to be worth like what nothing, like toilet paper. That's expensive toilet paper. I ain't paying for that. Fuck that. But, um, yeah, but I came up with a thing. But finally, what pushed me over the edge, I did a card reading. And, you know, I was pulling the cards. And the first card I got pulled out of, I got this special deck that this friend gave me. It's a musician um, tarot deck. So it's all, like, all the cards are based on musicians. And the first one I pulled was, like, um, Kurt Cobain. It was the death card. <laughs> the death card. And I'm, like, going, like, I didn't like that either. So I pulled another card. <laughs> like, and the next one was Lauren Hill, and it was education, which I don't know. I don't know a lot about Lauren Hill. Why is she education? It's like, does she does like covers of Schoolhouse Rock songs really well or some shit? I mean, she's just really smart. I un really, literally don't know why that is. But I, to me, I push the two together, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'll be a death doula. You know, it sounds like a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, it's better than just dying. I mean, fuck. You know, it seems like educational. I think I can get credit for it at work, you know, for training purposes. Um, so, yeah, I thought, you know, did this. So I'm, like, going, death doula. I'm, like, wait. Okay, so, yeah, that was one of the things I thought would be great. And thank you. And But I also thought Merle merging stuff together, I would like to be a joke death doula. So, I mean, for people whose jokes, jokes are just about to die on them, you know, and stuff like that, and help them talk them through it, because that's what you sort of do as a death doula. So, I mean, it would be something like, hi, little joke. Hi, I know you're about to go away here and leave us in this plane of existence, but I just want you to know that, you know, whether you got the big <laughs> laughs or, or just the ohs, you were valid and important and beautiful. Just want you to know, you meant a lot to someone. At least your little comedian's heart always felt a little bit of joy for you inside there. So as you pass on to the next, wherever you're going to go next, and heaven or hell, we don't know how bad jo jo the joke was or how <laughs> racially inappropriate. Um, but, you know, just let you know that you were special and blessed. So I think that's going to be, a, like, a great service. And, like... After this, I would like to all, you know, anybody who wants it, you know, come to me because I feel like I can help people with this.
<laughs> you know, this will be my positive thing of merging shit together, <laughs> which I love to do. I've merged so many things together, you know, that have been rather bizarre. So, um, yeah, so that's sort of my whole thing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Yay! Melinda Adams, joke death doula. That was so meta. That was a very meta moment for all of us. Uh, you're next. A lot of people on the list have just decided um, they couldn't make it, or that's that's fine. So we're just sort of flipping, dipping around. And your next comedian is Marcus Howard. Yay! Hey, hey, what's up, people? I uh, okay. Let's see. Uh, uh, during my day job, I'm a teacher. Uh, every year, the U.S. gives out this Teacher of the Year award. It's like a big national thing. Uh, I'm still not really over the winner of the 2004 Teacher of Year Award. It was this woman. Her name was Kathy Colleen. It went to her. I, I think that the real winner got snubbed, though. I think the award should have went to Gwen Stefani, because in that same year, that's uh, when she released her hit single, Holla Back Girl. And, like, while we understand, yes, Co Kathy Colleen, you know, she was teaching, like, underprivileged youths in the inner city of Detroit, you know, how to read and stuff. Uh, that same year, Gwen Stefani taught a nation, nay, even a, an entire world, how to properly spell the word bananas, right? Because I still, to this day, if I ask somebody to spell the word bananas, they all go B-A-N-A-N-A-S, right? So I'm just saying, who had more of an impact on the people of the world, right? Yeah, man, she should have won, bro. She got snubbed, dog. I don't know. There's a lot of N's and A's in bananas. I think there's an umlaut somewhere in there. I'm not sure, bro. Uh, let's see. I, uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm out of the dating scene finally. I'm in a relationship, which is great because this dating shit was trash, man. I, I, uh, I remember like all my friends. I was very anti-dating for a long time. My friends were like, "Come on, man, you got to get back in the game, bro. You got to get back in the game." And I think that the dating game is a lot like the board game Monopoly. Because all your friends are like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. But then like two hours in, you're like, this is the worst fucking game I've ever played in my life. And how did I lose all of my money, right? So um, a lot of my friends, they complain to me. They talk about how they're afraid of being ghosted. I'm actually uh, afraid of the opposite. I'm afraid of being poltergeisted. Uh, that's when like you want the girl to leave, but she just kind of hangs around like a lingering entity in your house, you know? It does really creepy stuff, like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, oh my God, who put down my toilet seat, you know? And my poltergeist says like really, like will make really creepy noises in the middle of the night. It'll be like, ooh, I miss my period. And now I'm in this position where my unwanted entity has an unwanted entity, you know? So now I have to perform a double exorcism, you know, go out, get her a plan B, hand it to her. I'm like, okay, now take this and repeat after me. Be gone, be gone, foul demon, you know? And then after she takes that, then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to repeat. Be gone, you, be gone, foul demon, out of my house and my life, uh, okay. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, in the dating, in the early stages of dating, there's a lot of weird dances, like little dances and games that men and women do. Uh, women do this one, like, at the during the date, like, when the bill comes, their little dance is where they pretend to reach for their purse, and they're like, ah, 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 and then you're like, no, it's okay, baby girl, this one's on me. Uh, men kind of do the same little dance. It's a little bit later in the night, though. It's when we're hooking up, and then we pretend to reach for our condom, and we're like, ah, 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 ah. And then she's like, no, it's okay, baby girl. This one's on me, you know. Uh, 
All right, there we go. I uh, now that I'm in a relationship, I'm not really sure if you guys can uh, relate to this, uh, but there's this weird thing that happens, a phenomenon where a woman takes up like 70% of the bed when you're sleeping, you know, and you just get like 30%. I don't know if anybody else can feel me on that. That happens all the time, but I, I think it makes sense, you know, because it's like women's way of getting back, you know, because they get paid 70% of what a man does, so they take up 70% of the bed. It equals out. But honestly, at this point, this is starting to make me more into a feminist. I want women to get paid equally because I'm tired of using a napkin for a blanket, you know. All right. I think uh, I think uh, porn sets, uh, they say porn sets an unrealistic expectation for men, you know, for women and stuff. I agree. I think that that's totally true. I think it also sets an unrealis unrealistic expectation for women, though, because, like, see, I'm a black dude. So when women see me, they're expecting a BBC. I don't have a BBC, you guys. I mean, I do, but it's more like a baby boy's cock, you know? <laughs> you know, it's tiny, scared. It needs to be swaddled after, you know? <laughs> like, coochie, coochie, coo. Uh-oh, looks like somebody spit up. Okay. <laughs> All right, last one, last one. Then I'm out of here for real. Uh, let's see. I'm uh, uh, going to do a... Uh, okay, I try to end all of my relationships in a very healthy way. You know, because, like, ultimately, you know, you want to be, like, a good person, and you want to make sure that you're mature, and you also want to make sure you can still use their Netflix account, right? Like, anybody else do that? I'm on all of my ex's uh, subscriptions, dude. I'm, on, I'm still on my high school girlfriend's Spotify account, and I feel so bad for that algorithm because it doesn't know what to suggest. It's like, who is this bitch that loves Taylor Swift and DMX, and I'm the Taylor Swift fan, right? <laughs> Yeah, man, I don't know. I just, it's like, I, uh, last last week, actually, one of my exes, she uh, changed the password to our Hulu account, and so I just texted her, hey, I miss us, you know, like, because I'm a scumbag, but I still need to finish season two of The Bear. Anyway, bye, guys. Marcus Howard, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the last tether I have to my ex is I'm still on his Netflix account. I get, I feel you. Uh, your next meeting, it's his first time ever doing comedy. I know. He's been watching us for a couple of weeks or a week, and he's excited to do it. I'm excited to see what he's going to bring to the table. Put your hands together for Adam, everyone. Yay! Yeah, first time. Um, I don't know if I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm like, really tired. Just didn't sleep well last night. Y'all live in the city, though. You know how it is. You got the cars honking and swerving, the sirens, self-driving cars going on joy rides 90 miles an hour down mission once they achieve sentience. It's just every night. My problem, my problem has always been that I'm a super light sleeper. Um, I tried the earplugs and the face mask. Uh, tried the, like, the, the white noise in podcasts. Uh, but... I recently upgraded to a full sensory deprivation tank. Um, I now sleep in a neutrally buoyant saline solution, completely <laughs> sonically isolated from the outside world. Or uh, I, I like kind of sleep. Um, like I, I, I will sleep. Uh, I, I haven't yet figured out how to keep my head above the water once I fall asleep, but it, it's really peaceful in there. It's really peaceful in there, so I'm... I'm falling asleep really fast. I just gotta, just gotta work out the kinks. Um, I've just about got it figured out though. Uh, my my girlfriend doesn't get it though. Uh, she uh, she she wanted to spend the night with me, uh, like like with me, 
in my in my isolation tank, I uh, <laughs> I explained to her that I've got the system down and went into some of the specifics about how solitude in the tank is very good for the calm environment. Um, she's been so busy getting her own setup that I haven't heard from her in a month. Got it figured out. Like my morning routine. My morning routine is wake up, brush my teeth, I buckle down and I get to work on my breakfast. I eat a 10 course meal every morning for breakfast. And th the best part is it just takes one pot, six pans, 10 woks, and 25 baking sheets. But it's so perfect, the system is so perfect, you don't even need to consume the food to get the benefits. My roommate has started intermittent fasting. Well, <laughs> not so much like started as like strongly encouraged and um, yeah, I, I have to bar his door at 4 a.m. every morning so he can't disrupt my cooking, but uh, he said that the, the intermittent fasting is having a good effect on his health. I, I think that's what he said. I couldn't, I couldn't hear him through the door. That's all I got. That's, I've never heard, yeah, you've, you've never heard a sensory tank deprivation joke. That was amazing and original, and we've never seen anything like you. Yay. Come back again and again. Keep doing it. Yay. Um, Kyle, did you want to go up? Isn't your Kyle? Alex, fuck my face. I'm sorry. I keep thinking. I'm trying to learn and remember your name, and I was like, it's Kyle, and it's Alex, and you're just here to be an awesome person. Did you want to go up? Okay, you guys put your hands together because you went up. You went up at the Barn Dolores and you did so well. Put your hands together, everyone, for Alex! Yay! Hello. I wasn't planning on it, but I was just gonna use this as a time to write. So here we go. <laughs> so I wanted to do stand up because I want to meet other comedians, because I want to date other comedians, because I think humor is like a really good trait for that. Um, but the comedian that I thought was hot, I got to talk to him after he did his setup and jokes and everything. And he's like a really bad communicator. He only like talks at me, he doesn't really listen. So I have to um, get to the hard truth that um, that's not probably gonna work out for me. Um, which is bad because I really wanted to rebrand myself as a chuckle fucker. Um, cause I think that'd be like really fun cause it's like light and fluffy and it like, it's very gay. Um, <laughs> So for this rebrand to work, I need to like really come to the hard truths. Uh, first one is I'm really petty. Um, so I was getting into it because I wanted to date comedians, but that fell through. So my new goal is just to be funnier than him. So truth number one, very petty. Uh, number two, I love to lie. I'm, I love it every day. I'm lying right now. Okay, I just wrote that one down. I didn't really want a two, but I, I had to get to three, so that's why that one is. And th number three is I'm not the ally that I thought that I was. So to all the women and the femmes in the room, sorry. <laughs> I really thought that I was a good like ally. But then I went to a show where it was all lesbians, and they took over the bathroom, and I had to wait to pee for the first time in my life. And I 
want to burn everything down, so bathrooms should not be for everybody. They should just be for me because I don't like to wait to pee. Okay, great. Um, oh, also, okay, the self-driving people, they won their little um, city hall little meeting the other day, so they're going to, like, get more and charge and boo, boring. But, like, at the same time, it is kind of, like, cool to, like, get in a car and, like, that you could be, like, drunk or, like, vulnerable and, like, not be taken advantage of, at least not yet. Um, but then, so I'm pro them because, like, cool, safety. But then anti them because, like, I love hooking up with Uber drivers. Like, it is my favorite thing. And it goes along with Chuckle Fucker because I have a great time laughing and hooking up. Because they're not winners, they are Uber drivers, but I still get to, like, add them to the list. And that's just like self-serving for my own little ego. Okay, great. Thank you. Yay, Alex, yay. I don't know who you were trying to chuckle fuck, but you're already funnier than them. Yay, yay. That was fantastic. I'm very impressed with you. Um, there's, um, I, Kyle Morsey's supposed to be here, but he's not here, so. Um, it's basically like the two people left are me and Honest Charlie if you want to go up. Did you, you're a new person. Did you want to do jokes too, person with the beard? You didn't like, so next, so since you're new, one thing you have to do when you go to an open mic is you have to express to the host that you're interested in being a part of it. Because otherwise I just thought you were a person that was just watching. So you got to talk to the host. So if you go, but no, if you go to another, if you go to another open mic, just make sure you communicate with the host because we don't know. I didn't know you wanted to tell jokes. Uh, but I, I know that Honest Charlie did because he like made eye contact with me and went like, huh? And I was like, okay, all right. He's running for mayor. Put your hands together for Honest Charlie. Hey, everybody. Uh, hi, Mutiny. Hi, Pam. <laughs> uh, yes, I am currently running for mayor. Um, I'm currently leading Mayor Breed, alphabetically. Yeah, my last name's Bodkin, her last name's Breed, obviously, and uh, the only thing that stands between our names in the alphabet is a P and a Q, separates the O and the R. Uh, so I'll be minding my P's and Q's until November 2024, which, uh, for those of you that don't know, that's pints and quarts. I'll be watching <laughs> what I drink um, on the advice of campaign staff. Uh, um, let's see, uh, although I might have one or two at uh, Blarney Stone later tonight. Uh, gonna be there in the Richmond. Um, but yeah, let's see, uh, my girlfriend won't vote for me. Y yeah, she's Russian, uh, so non-citizens cannot vote. Although, uh, victory on that front, about five days ago, a court upheld a decision uh, to allow San Francisco's proposition it was M or N, uh, which allowed uh, non-citizen residents with children in the school district here to vote for uh, their the school board here. So that's great, and I would love to expand that to any elected office. Uh, no joke, other than I'd like my girlfriend to be able to vote for me. Um, let's see. Uh, yes, my name is Honest. First name Honest. Middle name Charlie. I'm so honest that uh, I spell Charlie with an L-E-Y because I can't have an L-I-E or a lie in my name. Yeah. 
I'm a real stand-up guy, so I'm here. Uh, but no, I lie. I lie awake at night wondering what my life would be like if I weren't named Honest. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, I, yes, so I do comedy. Uh, but I saw the other day uh, on Instagram that uh, Supervisor Walton did a stand-up bit of his own. And I was like, wow, a San Francisco politician doing stand-up. What a trailblazer. But then I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. I think I've been doing it longer. So I'm the trailblazer. Now, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, I, get, I just went to the Apple store to get my noise-canceling uh, AirPods uh, fixed. Um, and I was thinking about, what's that called, the Adam? Is that the sonic noise chamber? Isolation chamber? Yeah, that sounds like it's more effective than noise-canceling headphones. Um, and uh, judging by the uh, uh, static reactions of the people at the uh, open, mi open mic that I did last uh, month at City Hall, yeah, the Board of Supervisors public comment. That's my favorite open mic. Uh, I think I think that they carry around like automatic noise canceling uh, ears, so we'll want to look into that uh, technology. But yeah, um, my name's Honest Charlie. Uh, you can vote for me in November 2024. Uh, I'll be right above Mayor Breed's name. So yeah, thanks a lot, Muni. Good night. Yay! Vote for Honest Charlie. Thank you for clapping for him. That's fantastic. Okay, um, I'll go up and then I'll bring you up after. Uh, clap for me, yay. Comment on your buddy having intermittent fasting issues. Boy, oh boy. Guys are intermittent fasting now and I think it's ridiculous, right? You're gonna microdose food? like. <laughs> Oh, I'm intermittent fasting. You're going to mansplain anorexia to me? But I only eat when the sun is in the northwest corner of the sky. You have an eating disorder, sir. I should know. I used to be bulimic. Say what you will about bulimia, but it is incredible for the American economy. Makes you four times the consumer. I wanted to be known as an environmentalist. So I would vomit into the composting. <laughs> Renew, recycle, regurgitate. <laughs> that highly acidic compost will be great on the wine vines in Napa. 2020 Pinot. That really is a scientific thing. Like acidic compost is really good for wine vines. I don't know why. It's science. Science! Did any of you ever win the science fair? Are you guys winners? Are there any winners out here? You were a winner of the science fair? I'm not surprised. Uh, no, I, that's good. I mean, you're very creative, and I feel like you would have made a beautiful tri-folded thing out of expensive cardboard. No other winners. Okay, I wasn't a winner either, and I always have wanted to win the science fair. And I think about ideas now. I get home, and I'm, I get super high, and I finger my butthole, and I think about, I think about science fair projects the aborted children I would have had, right? So right now I would have a fifth grader, so I feel like I could win the science fair with the ghost of my aborted child. And I've come up with some really fun ideas. 
One, uh, I'm an alcoholic. One of the reasons I've never had kids. I like drinking. As a, as a responsible adult, I didn't have kids. Huh. Everyone else is like, oh, my life is so unmanageable. It's like, then don't drive a car. Don't have kids. Don't have relationships with people. Then you can drink. It's fun. So here's the idea. It is. It's great. Making choices. There's a reason why I'm alone with two cats at 48. I like drinking. But, it, you know, I'm not going to hurt anybody like a child. I've already aborted them. But so here's the idea that it's okay. They're dead. They don't mind. They're <laughs> their life would suck much worse if they were with me. They'd be in the room like, do we get to eat ever? <laughs> it would be, I'd be like, no, be an anorexic. you got to be a ballerina. Get skinnier. <laughs> You'll never be good enough. Sorry, that's like what Jesus used. Okay, back to the science fair ideas. Okay, so I don't know if you guys know basic chemistry, but as an alcoholic, sometimes I vomit in the morning after I drink a big thing of water, right? So I thought as a science fair project, what I would do is I would take eight ounces of water and you put it in the refrigerator and we say its starting temperature is 38 degrees. And then I pound the water and then instead of vomiting, into the toilet or the sink, I do it into a cup and then we get a child to take the temperature of the water over the amount of time it took me to puke and we find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Right, people, do, oh my God, you know science, that's so good. Like usually the audience looks at me like, she's crazy, I'm like, it's basic science, did anybody? One calorie, one degree, if you have to explain it, it's not. The other one I'd like to do, I think that I can win the science fair in San Francisco um, by finding out which bus is the most disgusting, right? I need a child and litmus paper and like some swabs and like, you know, Ziploc bags. And then we can find out what that liquid is on the nine. <laughs> can you catch chlamydia from the 22? I wanna, a child and I are gonna find out like which line is the most disgusting. I think it's the 19, I don't know, I got my money on it. I got my money on the 19 or the 9 because it goes to take the cans. I don't know. It's a toss-up. Uh, I'll leave you guys with this. I hate that I just said that. It's such a rookie move. Um, COVID sucked for a lot of people, and it was difficult for them because they had so much FOMO. They were like, oh, all of these things are happening. Nothing's happening. What's going on in my life? Oh, blah. Well, I had a very active friend bubble. And in my friend bubble, every single person got gonorrhea, except me. <laughs> except me. So I have so much FOMO because I was around them. Which party was I not invited to where everyone was fucking? Not invited. And my mother always said, ugly people fuck too. Uh, no, that's what my grandma used to say. I fucked up my own joke. Okay, thank you. Yay, me. Okay. Sorry, I was off the rails there for a second. I'm getting a little wild. What's your name? Ray. Hey, everybody. Put your hands together for your last comedian. It's Ray. Yay. Thank you, Pam. Of all the hurdles uh, for me getting up on this stage, uh, it turns out the last one is just getting on Pam's radar. Uh, last week, I tried to Venmo in advance, didn't work. This week, I Instagrammed in advance, didn't work. You told me to slide into your DMs. A messenger, what, what messenger? Facebook messenger. Okay, I'm gonna fax next week. I think that'll, <laughs> that's probably gonna get me through. 
I, Pam has taught me that I have a superpower. I've gone up on this stage this week and last week, and both times she didn't know who the fuck I was. <laughs> Another brown-haired, bearded, white guy in San Francisco. So I think it's time for me to take this on the road. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to fucking get after it. Nobody's going to know who I am. <laughs> um, I'm Ray. Why did the chicken cross the road? Oh, okay. Okay, never mind. That's fine. Uh, knock, knock. Ray, I just told you that. Okay. Um, AI? Uh, they say AI. But I'm still holding out for tubes. Thank you. Uh, they say that people don't want to work anymore. But I think it's more that people want to not work. Uh, I'm not self-important, but I am the most important person I know. Uh, I microdosed the other day. Uh, I've never seen my dog so high. People don't like a high dog. He's very chill when he's high. Uh, modern, modern parenting uh, really makes me sick. Uh, what's going to happen when all these little kids grow up with healthy self-esteem? Problems. Uh, working from home is great for self-care. Yesterday, I took care of myself at least three times on the job. I was spent. Uh, I tried to join a polyamory commune. Apparently, they have a no walk-in policy. Uh, San Francisco gets ahead of the law, right? I mean, weed's legal now, but we were smoking weed way before it was legal. So I'm guessing what's coming down the line next is we're going to get rid of stop signs altogether. Because they run stop signs. They almost killed my shroomy little dog. Uh, my landlord is a fucking asshole. It's, he won't fi fix the roof. I'm like... Come on, Dad. Uh, I was on the Keto Plus diet. That's where you eat a large amount of fat plus whatever the fuck you want. Uh, yoga is one of the highest forms of self-discipline, especially when you smoke weed first. <laughs> Thanks, Pam. <laughs> uh, fuck the police, because I think they're carrying around a lot of pent-up sexual energy. Might fix some problems. Um, everyone is talking about the end of the world, but no one is helping me bring it to us. What's going on? Come on, guys. We got a we got a mission here. Um, <laughs> I'm Ray. Pam. I'm Ray. Hi. <laughs> I'm Ray. Um, thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Ray, everyone. Well, we did it. You guys have to forgive me. I run seven open mics a week, and I run, it, honestly, with 20 people on every single list. 20 times seven is 140. So I see 140 comic faces a week. So if I don't remember you, I'm really sorry. People stop me on the street, too, and, and I look at them like, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I don't. I can't. I can't remember 45 minutes of my own material, all of Lauren's jokes, all of Mark Neuer's jokes, and all of your faces. Um, hey, see me tomorrow at OMG, 6 o'clock, two-for-one drinks. That's a show-up to go up. Wednesday, Mars Bar, 7 o'clock. We have 10 free drink tickets to give away. Uh, Thursday, Bar on Dolores, 8 o'clock. 
Friday back here at 6. We do the pre-sign online through the Facebook Messenger. And Saturday, we're at <laughs> Atlas Cafe at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And Sunday, we're at Barbary Coast at 6 o'clock with the Danker Side of Comedy, where you get free dabs if you go, because he always has people giving away free dabs, which is very exciting. So seven days a week. And... Um, yeah, our our Instagram is Mutiny Radio SF, but I don't run it, so like don't, I don't know how to answer messages. So sorry, I'm Pam Benjamin on Facebook. I don't understand the internet. I still use Hotmail. Okay, bye everybody. Yay. San Francisco's comedy scene. This all ages open mic invites comedy. Oh, pre sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep. Deep Mission, every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. Sorry, Spiderman. Artemis Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility. Best in Mysterio at Boggle. Or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some shlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. 
and donate two to five dollars on hold hold on what is this Corinthians one then Mo that's not real what is that Swedish you knew that right this is in San Francisco I'll drown it on hold on. it's nap time. <laughs> Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Come down. Be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors that are countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, Ives, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Best Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. But not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. Hey, hey, where's the freezers? Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. L-S-D. Fap. Acid and fapping. Fapping and acid. Acid fapping. Fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Listen to love. 
a podcast and you can listen on the go. San Francisco Mutiny Radio. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible. 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior and I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. And around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I see? Laurie's staring at me. This is absolutely right. I am petty, rebellious, and adolescent. And I will cut the carriage. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Captain Curls up in the head. Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, Legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Pirate noises. Hello, welcome to LWASLM, and watch a full-length movie with Mike Spiegelman. Carl. Hi, Carl. How are you, man? 
Hey, Mike. Good to see you. Thank you for... I'm happy to be back here and ready to watch a great film together with you on YouTube. Well, that is the premise of our acronym. We are a podcast. We are live streaming. That mm-hmm. is, if you're alive, you could stream this first on mutinyradio.fm, where we are on right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Go ahead. Type in mutinyradio.fm. Check out the station. And on Sunday at 2 p.m. EST, go ahead and hit play. We're also a podcast, audio, L-W-A-F-L-M-A-S-T, that's our acronym. And most importantly, we have a YouTube channel. We want to watch a full-length movie with you. We are going to find a movie on YouTube, and we're going to watch it with the sound off. You're going to watch the movie with us, and you're going to listen to our podcast at the same time. Unless, of course, you're watching the video, hello, we have a movie to present to you. That's really exciting, Carl. I'm really excited. Uh, And don't forget, Mutiny Radio has a lot of great stuff. You can go to mutinyradio.fm. Not only can you figure out a way to channel that station, check out our archive, you can also donate. Hit the donate button or go to Venmo and donate money to at Mutiny Radio. Carl, what is the movie today? Today we will watch Saturn 3, 1980. Isn't that easy to put in the search engine of YouTube? Saturn, then the number three, okay. and then 1980. And I spell out 1980. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. It All is right. numerically right. You don't even need Roman numerals. It's 1980. All right. Well, hey, gang. 43-year-old movie, Saturn 3 from 1980, is on YouTube, and we're going to watch it. So go ahead. Type in Saturn 3, remember? And then, of course, 1980. And Carl, who is hosting our movie? Well, I just caught it here. I looked it up. It is video for you to see. Now, you'll only find one thing, so I'm not going to tell you the cool way they wrote for you to see. But Because oh. when you get there, that will be for you to see. I'm not yes. telling you. Very Prince-like. Okay, so videos for you to see is hosting the movie we're going to be watching, Saturn 3. We want you to click the link. The movie's going to play. There's no ads. I didn't get no, then move the timer back to zero zero zero. When you hear go, we want you to hit play with us and we'll start the movie. That sounds complicated. Don't worry, we'll give you a couple minutes to get yourself set up because we have a special feature coming up. The go is gonna be said by none other than a celebrity comedian. Carl not only produces the show, wrote the theme song, and syncs up the video, he went out of his way to talk to a celebrity comedian. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Nick Kina. Welcome, Nick. Hi, everybody. Now, this segment is usually titled Celebrity Comedian Countdown, but with you, it's just Celebrity Countdown because you, sir, make your living at music. This is almost unheard of. You don't have some day job. You're a music guy. Tell me how you fell into that. Was that your lifelong goal? Tell me how you arrived here. No, it was never like, I wouldn't say it was a lifelong goal. Like for a long time, I wanted to be a ghostbuster. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, you got to grow up. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I guess I'll be a ghostbuster or something. I don't know. I had a bunch of, I had a bunch of crappy jobs when I was younger, um, but music's always been around. My father's a musician and all his brothers are musicians as well. So there was always there was always music around the house, and I couldn't go a day without hearing at least three or four Led Zeppelin tapes. Dad 
My right. dad is a rabid Zeppelin fan, and that that's something that we all kind of inherited uh, <laughs> through the years. We all became Zep fans. But I started going to his to his gigs uh, when I was about thirteen years old, thirteen, fourteen years old. He he started letting me come to some of his gigs that were at like nicer places. He played he, played he played some spots that were pretty rough. That you know, you wouldn't you know he he was scared to go. They were right. paying him to be there. But you know, I would sit at the bar and I would drink root beer and I would, and I would kind of be like a third base coach. And mm-hmm. I, he, he would look at me and I would tell him if like the guitar was too loud, I would I would go, you know, give give big gotcha. big giant hand gestures to tell him what needs to get fixed. And then he would walk up to the board and you know, just make those little minor adjustments. And, and I got that's that's the first time I kind of I, that first moment I was like, wow, this is this is a cool job. This is something that's fun, and then yeah. I started. I and then I started playing the bass because my father's a bass player. So I had him in the house. So I started playing in bands and you know working my way up to becoming a front man. I was always like you know in, like um, you know I played harmonica. I'd sing some backup vocals, but I wasn't the front man. And then slowly but surely, I just kind of became that front man, and I started running open mic nights when I was uh, 21. It was just so much fun. It was such a blast just, you know, because you get all different types of people that come in, you know, some people that are absolutely fantastic and they're looking for a gig. And then you get your, you get your weekend warrior type guys. The, oh, my kids all left the house and I can finally play the guitar again. Right. You get a lot of those fellas too. And they're great too. But like you meet all these really sweet, sweet people that all, you know, share the same interest and the same love of, of the, of, of music. You know, it's, it's music is, is to, in my opinion, it's the last real form of magic. Mm-hmm. Because special effects have ruined our eyes. Like we know, CGI. We, yes, like we know that's CGI. It looks so good, but we yep. know that's CGI. But you play a song, and you can absolutely transport someone to a different time and place, and a different feeling, and you and you can really make someone, you know, feel something. Whether you're yes. trying, whether you're trying to or not, whether you like, whether you meant to, you know, you know I, I, a few a few gigs ago, I did a song by Bob Dylan to make you feel my love. Beautiful song. It's one of his most covered, and this really sweet couple with they were sitting at the table with their two kids, and they just they stood up and started dancing, slow dancing, to this song, and then when they finished, the the, the wife's got a tear coming down her face. And really? Said, said that's our wedding song. Holy cow! That's and next, great. And, and next week's our anniversary. Oh, right. So I got you know, and there was just this beautiful magic. Moment. I didn't know they were gonna be there. I didn't know that it just was this magical moment. And 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 like in that moment, you just grabs her hand and stand up and dance around. Like, oh, that's really sweet. That's really nice. I guess they like this song. And then they told me their whole life story. It was, it was you know, <laughs> it was really nifty. So and now I, you've so I, um. You mentioned the bass, right? And I know you're mm-hmm. all about the guitar, but you're also playing this great mandolin. It's, How did it, you fall into that? It's it's actually it's called the bazooki. It's uh it's okay. a Greek it's like a Greek mandolin. The technical term would be octave mandolin. It has a longer neck, uh, so it's got a lower a lower resonance, um, and it's just got a really beautiful tone. And a friend of it mine went, a friend of mine went to Greece in like two thousand I want to say two thousand five. She went to Greece and she she had bought it for her her then boyfriend. And then when she got back uh, from Greece, uh, they broke up. Long story short, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she 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 
he gave it to me under the and the, the promise was he's never allowed to touch it again. He gave it to me. And, and you I, talked I, to it? I held up my end of the deal. <laughs> but it's just such a I don't know, I, I never actually learned to play a, a standard six string guitar. It's not it's not something I learned to play. I started on, on bass and then a little bit of slide guitar, then mandolin fell in my lap, and then the bazooki fell in my lap. And the bazooki was great because I've got I've got kind of fat fingers. And getting in between the frets on a mandolin is a little tricky. The, the, the frets are very close together. But the bazooki's got a longer neck and the frets are spread out a bit more. So it's just it's like, this is built for me. It really was. I can't believe I was smoking like that. <laughs> That's what happens when you get smoked. Yeah. Well, I apologize for everyone on the West Coast. We still smoke <laughs> over here. <laughs> but, um, but now, yeah, also, I, you, you have this looping... Uh, it's uh, something yeah. that a lot of people are doing. Yeah, you do it with the mandolin, but it's not called a mandolin. It's a bazooki. Yeah. You do, you do. Yeah. So this technology fell in your lap, and you really take advantage of it. Yeah. Well, during lockdown, it became kind of became more and more clear that I wasn't going to be having any gigs with my band anytime soon. So the thought of I'm going to have solo gigs, a lot of solo gigs in the future, came came to you know came to be like absolute fact. So I went out and bought this loop pedal. And uh, they make, and they make, they make. This is a pretty neat one. I can hook the microphone up to it and get a little beat going, and you know, build the song in the moment, which is a lot of fun. Um, there's a great musician. Uh, I've been a fan of his work for God, like almost, almost 25 years. I've been following this guy's career. His name's Keller Williams, just like the real estate company, but this guy's way cooler. Uh-huh. Um, but he 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 works with a loop pedal, and he was working with loop pedals back in the day. He's one of the first musicians I I've ever aware of that was a solo act working with loop pedals and this one guy on stage would get the entire entire arena or entire auditorium or, or, or theater wherever he was playing everybody's dancing and it's just one guy up there yeah it's a it's really an amazing show but you know i'm nowhere near his caliber but uh you know he started kind of playing with it and building songs and having fun with it and, and just having fun with it and that's that's the main point of what i do is if i'm not having fun up there Nobody. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and, the, and the same could be said for all, all aspects of entertainment. Even if even if you're giving a, 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 a Shakespeare soliloquy and you're and you're pouring your heart out and you're crying in the moment, you better be having fun. Or or you know, it's not, not gonna, gonna be translate. Exactly, exactly. So you know, that's that's just the thing. Like I've had I've had plenty of crappy jobs, but about uh, a little over ten years ago. I uh, I got laid off from, from my last real job, uh-huh. de- delivering car parts, and I got laid I got laid off because I was you know I got fired because I was always late because I had I had gigs every week. So I, when I got fired, I just was like, all right, well screw it, I'm just gonna start playing more shows because I was I looked at it like I was making I was making crappy money at this day job, mm-hmm. and I knew if I if I knew if I just worked five nights a week and played five shows a week at least that I could make. As much, if not more, than what I was making It'll at, uh, at the car part at the car part shop, and and it, and it turned out I was right. And you know, instead of making like after taxes, I'm making like a hundred and four dollars a day, yeah. working working a nine hour shift. I'm making at least one hundred and eighty dollars, two hundred dollars for working for three four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, the math just you know, the math sells the whole thing. Not to say you know everyone can do this, but 
I don't know. No, but it takes a special individual, and that is you, my man. Now, the way we met each other was you're doing these music open mics. Now, it's always been my philosophy that, and Vin Vitale, our good friend together, was a part of this. It's always been my philosophy that, like, photo comedy open mic, and that's okay and everything, but it is a sea of comedians. And I'm doing real gigs, you know, at Scotty's every weekend. I'm going off to other places, like, in Delaware. Got to be in front of real people. So the way to do that is go to a music open mic. None of them are comedians, you know. So I want to thank you for allowing me and my friends to get up there. You know, I really appreciate it. We're not doing music, and you say it's fine. I love it. It 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 it, it breaks up the show a little bit to have to, to pepper in a couple comics. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I've always been a fan of, of stand up comedy. I've I've gone to shows at Caroline's, and you know, uh, which I hear is closing. Yes, it is closed. That's a bummer. That's a yeah, bummer. I saw, I saw Louie there a couple times. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the late 90s, I snuck in. But uh, that's, you know, I've always been a fan of stand-up comedy. And go, and I've been to uh, stand-up open mic nights. I just, just just as a, you know, as a patron. Mm-hmm. And, and, I've, and I've watched, I've watched comics bomb yes. in, at, at an open mic front of other comedians and it's like yeah. it's like it's like that one drop of blood in the water and all the sharks <laughs> smell it circle mm-hmm. and and it's funny to see and like and, and i know it's part of the process and it's just the way comics work and the way comics think and react and i, and I, I love it <laughs> but the way we react at, at at my open mic and music open mic nights if a guy bombs you don't boo you don't and you don't make fun of him yeah. You just let them, you let them know, hey man, you'll you'll get them next time. You know? Yeah, that's right. You'll get them next time, buddy. You know, we're it's it's my open mics, music open mics, in, inherently are are more like they're more like group therapy for musicians yeah. Yeah. with a cash bar. <laughs> <laughs> the best way I can describe them, but the, you know, we just get together and we we talk about talk about music, we talk about our equipment. We just we're just big nerds. Everyone thinks musicians are cool. We're not cool. Yeah, we're no. just. We're just giant nerds that that happen to do something that chicks like. Yeah. <laughs> now I want to get to your podcast and plug mm-hmm. that. Now it's called You Good. That's it is. what it's, it's called. called. You Good. And now it's, it's Y A. Yep. Good question mark. Now, what is this podcast about? How can people find it? You can find it on SoundCloud. Um, you can follow. Our, there's a Facebook page as well. Uh, it's called You Good Podcast, and it's um. It's, it's basically me and my friend Dylan Jacobus. We started this podcast to just kind of, uh, again, kind of just uh, like do what we do at open mic nights and talk shop uh, and talk about the music scene in, in North Jersey, like like Jersey, but kind of specifically North Jersey. Um, just that's because where I'm, I'm uh, but uh, it's music based. It's all about it music. Is, okay. It is primarily music based, but we do we do go off topic. And I know that uh, we've got a uh, we've got a couple of shows that are coming up that are like the like we're going to do like a top 10 list of annoying sounds okay and that and and some of those answers are definitely going to be music based but some of those answers are not music based because yeah one of the like one of my least favorite sounds in the world is when you uh when when the car starts up and the belt squeaks yeah yeah oh my god just just fix it just fix it already just just fix it it's a cheap it's a 20 dollar belt just fix it Oh, one that bugs me is when uh, the Windows makes that sound like you screwed up. You know what I'm talking oh. about? 
And sometimes you do something that you don't consider a screw up, and Windows is like, bang, it's bang. Right the Windows. <laughs> that is an annoying sound. When you're like, okay, when so I'm, when I'm, I'm in the middle of mixing something or, or um, you know, editing the podcast or whatever, and like all of a sudden we get like 40 prompts about the mouth, like our antivirus that I right. haven't updated because the computer works offline. I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're safe anyway. Yeah. So it's called You're Good. Yep. Why a good question mark? Yep. And we're looking at, to find it on SoundCloud, but there's also a Facebook group. Yeah, uh, there's a Facebook page, um, page. And, and every time, when, whenever an episode drops, we share it on. We'll, we'll share the link on Facebook. Um, it's it's a small podcast. We're just starting it out. Um, we've only we we we've only been doing it consistently for like past like two months. We took a long break after my kid was uh-huh. born. Um, because. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, well, you, you know just as well as I do, buddy. When when <laughs> when, when you start building that family, you got to start shifting your things around You're and make everything busy. fit. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Things go on hold. My uh, music career went on hold uh, when that happened. You know, uh, and I, you know, when they got older, I came back to it. But I ended up in comedy. But I want to plug your EP now. You have uh, an EP out there. It's called. I've been called worse, which is a great title. Now, now it's an EP because it's short. And where can people find it? Tell me about it. uh, You can find it pretty much wherever you can uh, stream music from. It's available on all platforms. Uh Um, iTunes uh, and SoundCloud. SoundCloud, uh, I believe it's on YouTube as well. Okay. If you you type in Nick Hina, I've been called worse. I believe it still pops up. Yeah. And, uh, this is kind of what the album cover looks like. <laughs> well, I see the vinyl behind you there, yep. just like I have vinyl. I bet you some Led Zeppelin is in there, of course. I have, I have like every studio album, and uh, the song remains the same. The, the film soundtrack. I, I also have a forty-five of Hey Hey What Can I Do. Very nice, perfect. That's a rare find. I got that for What's a quarter on the flip at, a, side? at a garage sale. I got that. I got that forty-five for a quarter at a garage sale. Blew my mind. A quarter? They didn't know what they were they selling. No idea what they had. What's on the, the flip? What's on the flip? It's the it's the B side actually. The A side is Immigrant Song. Oh, hey, what a great collection! Those and are two great songs. So when when well when 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 Zeppelin three came out, Atlantic Records said we want we want to put out a single. Led Zeppelin said no, we don't do singles. And Atlantic went and did it anyway. They yeah. took Immigrant Song, and then they grabbed Hey Hey What Can I Do off the shelves, and put it together. And that that's actually kind of what the last straw was with. That's the like that. That's one of the arguments that led Zeppelin led 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 Zeppelin to to, uh, to forming their own label because they, they were losing autonomy uh, uh-huh. at, at Atlantic yeah. and they didn't have control over their product. And right. So, you know, so and, and and just just like Led Zeppelin does, because they wanted to be just like them. I, uh, <laughs> I this this EP was self produced. Uh, well, not self produced. I like you know like I you know no label or nothing. Me, me and Dylan Jacobus, uh, Connor Larkin. Uh, Victor Phillips, on, uh, my, he's uh, a great producer, uh, and uh, and Sean Farrelly, a uh, fantastic drummer. We put this together during lockdown, and actually a lot of what was recorded was recorded, um, like a lot of what ended up on the final product, I recorded in a, in a, in a pantry during lockdown. Mm-hmm. I, was stuck, I was stuck in Pittsburgh with my now fiance uh, during the first few months of lockdown, and we wanted to get some work done. I had no equipment with me, just just my bazooki and my and my songbook. But I also had I had my tablet and I had my cell phone. So 
I, I, I kind of just jury-rigged a coat rack to hold up my uh, my tablet down here and my phone up up about about head level. And I sat in, I, I stood in, in this in this pantry with the door closed and a yoga mat over my head to soundproof mm-hmm. it. Right. I, I must have looked like a really like really normal guy, but uh, <laughs> and I recorded a lot of my vocals and, and some of the bazooki in that in that pantry. Sent it back to Jersey, and they and they were they were working on and Vic, Victor Phil ah, especially he was working on producing mm-hmm. a lot of it while it was still stuck in Pittsburgh. And then I got back into Jersey, and then and then we went into the studio. We went to a, original music school of Morristown. They have some pretty cool recording studios as well. And uh, and we just me and the boys just banged out what, what was left, and and then we put it out. But yeah, it's just it was it was not your not the way a, a, a typical uh, album gets put out. <laughs> no, <laughs> by I've any been called worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, now Nick Cena. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. Right so on. everyone at home, they've got to press play at the same time as we do here in the studio. And that's what you're here for. So why don't you go ahead, Nick Cena, and give us that celebrity countdown. Wait, wait, hang on, I gotta ask, what's the movie? The movie is called Saturn 3. It's from 1980. Now this stars Farrah Fawcett, and it's got... Um, uh, Kirk Douglas, and uh, I forget. Yeah, it's it's like a science fiction uh, film, and it's from the 70s. It, it was filmed in 78, 79, even though it was released in 1980. It's right after Star Wars, so you see a lot of Star Wars influence in it. <laughs> it it's it Harvey already. Keitel. Harvey Keitel, uh, Harvey Keitel is... and Kirk oh Douglas. Oh, my God, I'm watching it. <laughs> And there's a crazed robot, you know. Everyone's gonna is. love this film. It's not the best film, but they're gonna oh. enjoy watching it with us. I bet they will. I bet they will. This sounds, this sounds like a real stinker. I can't wait. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay. Now, Nick Kena. Okay. Everyone at home, they are poised to watch this film same time we do in the studio. They gotta press play same time. So Got why it. don't you go ahead, Nick Kena, and right, give us you. that. Celebrity Countdown. Thanks so much for having me, Carl. Keep kindness in your hearts and on your minds. Three, two, one, go! Thank you, Celebrity Comedian Countdown, and thank you, Weird Beginning Movie. Oh, I think that's Celebrity Comedian. I haven't heard it yet, but it was fantastic. It oh, was the best one. This turn is the, the logo for first. It is up, dude. Go ahead, turn it up. Go ahead. It is. It's on. Mike Green is giving me no music. There's no music going on. Yeah, that's my joke. There is no music in the beginning. We're going to get some music in a minute. Carl, I have it at 100. Now, look how this was. This was a 1980s for two-second pun, right? Right. Right at the beginning of the 1980s. The first three months, you would see a book in this title. You would see, you know, it didn't last for some reason. What was it, like Dreamscape was 1980, the nude bomb with Maxwell Smart. It was a weird year, 1980. Yeah, movies. yeah. A lot of weird movies came out that year. Reagan just arrived. We still had Carter on our brain. You could tell the clothing is like that 70s. Well, I do like that Farrah Fawcett has top billing. Kirk Douglas. Yeah. Now, it's shot in 78, by the way. So everything we're going to see on the screen was the late 70s. But it, this is 1980 when it really exists. And her name is first, even though she sh- it shouldn't be, but she was the more famous person. 
This is pretty good for non for non-computer graphics. Now, Star Wars had come out. Everybody knew it. Right. And right now we're going to get, is it an homage to Star Wars? Or is it like we better do this because that's what people are expecting to do from us? Well, you want to set the stage. You want to show the vastness of space, the planet that it's set, and then humanity's uh, technology. Yeah, improvement. Like, look how advanced we are. Yeah. Now well, you should do stage. music. I can't hear it. I can't hear it. Mike, turn I can't up hear the it. Sound. I, I'm turning up this. I gotta lower the sound. I can't hear it. What? Mike, turn the sound down so we can see if the sound goes up. Turn up the sound. Okay, so. Boom. Um, there is Star Wars, which I'm calling Episode One because that's chronological. The New Hope, which it wasn't called. And yes, it was. The beginning credits. This was the credits. scene. It was a blank thing of space, and then over it went that Star Destroyer. That's exactly what they did. You sure. know, live frame for frame. Well, wasn't that like Alien and Red Dwarf? I guess Red Dwarf was being playful. They always have the space model they want to show off at the beginning. Yep. You know, now, you got to set the stage. But isn't this whole movie is like a sexy robot just kill, chases after Kirk Douglas in the, in the space station? That's a good guess. It is not that, but yes, that is it. <laughs> it's not that, but you're so close. You just missed the nail. Right, your next swing, you're gonna hit it. So I always, I was telling Carl that I get this movie mixed up with, of course, Capricorn One, which is when uh -huh. they fake the moon landing. That was directed with O.J. Simpson, and it was directed by Peter Hyams. Exactly. Who's but this Stanley Nonin is is he singing in the rain, Carl? Yeah, he's the director for Singing in the Rain, which he. Oh, did with um, um, Gene, Gene Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, he did two with Gene Kelly. He uh, was he did one called On the Town in 1949. Isn't that the one with Frank Sinatra? New York, New York. Or no, that's Anchors. Yeah, away. I think so. And there, there was that the one where they're like a Navy ship and they were docked in New York for the weekend. Right. Yeah, they got a weekend. I can't tell if that's Anchors Away or I think it's On the Town. That's right. a great movie. Anchors Away, I think, was a song in, uh, you know, Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair. Oh, Why yeah, are we yeah, talking yeah. about this? Never mind. Okay. Over so in space. Here we, yes. Now, we are space-faring, faring, civilization. Space-faring. Yes, I like that. Because we're by Saturn now. That's pretty fucking far. Okay. So, I have no idea why this guy does it. But he murders his captain and kills, like, a cylinder, which I'll just give away because we spoil things here, which is going to okay. end up being a robot. Okay, but I don't know why he does it. He's stealing a cylinder, which will become a robot, like a robot yes. cylinder. Right. So here's the captain. He's running into the locker room where he stored his cylinder. Okay. Okay. Right, look it's at this 1970s skin. <laughs> well, it's the future. They just everything is in buttons. Yes. Here is my cylinder. Is it glassy gas? <laughs> look at my no, briefcase because and and no you know papers. Right. Now who's this guy? He goes, Hey, so I heard you failed the 
mental exam. Tough break, buddy. <laughs> this dude hey. starts going for the airlock. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. After you tell him you lost your mental case. Right. Mental case. And he goes, no, no, don't react negatively to my comment and push the button and kill me. Go ahead, turn it up if you want. <laughs> He's gripping on to those 70s, those 70s gym uh, benches on the Pavian. Keep that space. they're not. Oops, slice. No. Yes. Look at that. Does it that make a noise, was, Carl? That was cut from other versions.